What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Movies with Wrestlers. I am Eric. We're getting down to it. This is the final matchup of this season. We're going to, in two short weeks from now, we're going to find out who the better wrestle actor is. And the world has been waiting to know. Connor and I are getting to the bottom of it. This week we're talking about 12 rounds. I think it's probably WWE Studios' like third or fourth film, I think. Maybe. I'm probably wrong about that. Um, I, I don't know. I just remember it came out... It was after The Marine. I know that because it's like shortly after I started watching wrestling. I started watching wrestling in 2005. I was in the seventh grade, I think. Um, anyway, it was the height of the John Cena era. Uh, he had just won the WWE championship. Um, actually, I think he had lost it at this point a couple of times because I remember when he lost it to Edge at New Year's Re- Revolution, New Year's Revolution 2006, Edge cashed in the very first Money in the Bank briefcase and beat John Cena after he had already done an Elimination Chamber match. So... It was very vivid in my mind. I had John Cena's rap album. John Cena was my favorite wrestler um, when I was th- that age, I believe. Um, and the man knows what he's doing. You know, he definitely, I think he got a lot of help from the company, but he knew what he was doing. And he, he's a solid worker is what they'd call him in the biz. He's a good hand. Anyway, <laughs> it's the final matchup. We could do a quick recap. Um, the first matchup was playing with fire with John Cena versus uh, fighting with my family with The Rock. John Cena took that one basically because The Rock played himself and had a very, very small role in the movie. So you c- it could be argued that that one was, was fixed from the start. And then what happened? We had Baywatch versus Blockers. <clears throat> I really expected Baywatch to uh, just take it. I expected a clean sweep from The Rock, if I'm being honest with you. But we decided Blockers was was the winner versus versus Baywatch. Um, I thought Cena did really good in that movie. You know, he he definitely has some comedic chops. Um, apparently, the humor chip was installed before he filmed that one. Um, so Cena was up two two to zip from the start. And then we had, uh, I think it was Gridiron Gang versus Legendary, and that one wasn't wasn't too tough at all. The Rock took it easy. And then we had, uh, most recently, Bumblebee, Bumblebee versus Pain and Gain, or Pain and Gain. Um, and The Rock squeaked one out on Cena. Connor was leaning heavy towards Cena just because of probably the mis- misogynistic tones of Pain and Gain. Um, but he was not, not pulling for that movie, um, in particular. And then I made an argument for it and he had to, he had to concede that, that I was right. So it's tied up. It's, it's really down to the wire and it's anybody's game at this point because it's 12 rounds versus skyscraper. Um, I think the skyscraper episode is, is, uh, a better episode of the podcast, but, who knows what the better movie is? This episode's good too. Don't I see you reaching for the pause? You're gonna delete the episode from your queue. Don't do it. Just listen to it, and then listen in two weeks when Skyscraper comes out. 
Anywho, I'm done talking. Let's get into the episode. Let's find out who the better wrestle actor is. 12 rounds. I didn't take a single note. You didn't? Mm-mm. I got two and a half pages worth of notes, so I think we'll be okay. Almost three. I think your theory about like the worse the movie is, the more notes you end up taking is right. I think I would have. I just didn't have the heart. Yeah. I was like, I think- this is going to take so long, and I can't make it take any longer by taking notes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if I liked this movie or not. Because, like, plot-wise, just as, like, looking at it as just, like, a plot for an action movie, like, it's a pretty good plot for Mm -hmm. just an action movie. I just don't know if the script or the execution quite pulled it off. But the idea behind it... Yeah, they didn't nail it. It could have been awesome. Right. Like, I think if this script got sold to, like, a bigger production company maybe and they they put some different people in it and maybe beefed up the script a little bit then it could have been like a good action movie it wasn't i i don't know there were parts of it that i liked and there were a lot of parts of it that i didn't like mostly i felt nothing about it i would say yeah i didn't hate it i just couldn't pay attention yeah i had a hard time too the storyline though i think it's really interesting a story and i also really like the villain with that type of story but yeah and i thought that he was definitely the best part of the movie was uh aiden gillen yeah who played the villain he's a good villain he's a great villain he's so like just smug and like uh playful in an evil way yeah he's a real son of a bitch in like everything that he's in, but yeah, I was, and that got me thinking, like just looking at the wrestling business as a parallel, like when you get a good bad guy, you tend to make them the bad guy all the time. Randy Orton being my favorite example of that. Randy Orton is a good heel. He is a good bad guy and he does have points in his, in his career where he is a face, I guess. But it's never for like doing anything good, and usually it's thrown away. Almost always, it's thrown away for like another Randy heel turn. Right, like his face turns only exist so that he can turn heel again. Yeah, exactly. Like every time you think you can trust him, that's when you, he stabs somebody in the back. Yeah, which is fine, and I think he enjoys playing the bad guy anyway. But Aiden Gillen, everything I've seen him in, he's been a bad guy. And I think it's because he does it so well. Yeah, he just has, like, just creepy, evil energy. He does. And he actually reminded me a lot of, um, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why, but he reminded me a lot of, like, Alan Rickman. Maybe it's just the way he looks. Mm. He's a little Rickman-y. He's a little Ed Norton-y. He's definitely a little Ed Norton-y. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to him. Um, it's a WWE Studios joint. Found that out right off the bat. It's it's in the higher tiers of WWE studio movies. I think it was actually one of the one of the first ones. I think this was actually made back when it was WWE films, or maybe yeah. they had just made the switch to WWE Studios. It's the same thing. I think WWE Studios just sounds more important. I don't know. Yeah. But it was released theatrically. It did get a theatrical release. It didn't do like super well. I think it made like twelve million, I wanna say. And I'm sure that the budget was probably up there. There was a lot of explosions. A lot of explosions. And a lot of just like expensive things like that I that you the just street know car. are expensive. The streetcar, the fire truck, like yeah. a lot of things. They I'm 
Do you think they probably shot it in New Orleans? They it did. looked like they yeah, shot they it in New Orleans. Did. And I want to say that that's one of the states that if you film in it, you get like tax breaks. There's incent. Some states have incentives for. Yeah, that was one of them. There was a period of time there. where like everything was getting shot in New Orleans. Yeah, um, but it looks like they they had to shut down like good chunks of New Orleans in order to like film some of these scenes. So that's that's expensive and. I'm sure that this was like probably one of the bigger budget movies that WWE studios had. Um, second one, I think that John Cena was in, I think this is his second movie. What was the first one? The Marine, uh, the, the Marine. Yeah. I want to say I could be wrong about that, but I'm going to just assume that I'm not. Um, this was the second one that like, cause I was watching WWE at this time. This came out in 2009 and I don't remember Cena being gone to film any of this because like knowing Cena, he probably did both at the same time. Right. But I do remember when this came out and they hyped it up quite a bit. But the plot of the movie is Cena at the beginning <laughs> ends up taking down Aiden Gillen. So he's trying to steal diamonds and he's got this whole heist figured out and the FBI is on to him. They have like super high tech facial recognition so that they know that it's him. And Cena is just a beat cop at this point, right? Like he's just patrolling the neighborhood. And God, I have a hard time remembering exactly how it happens. But he ends up stopping him because he meets up with Aiden Gillen, meets up with his girlfriend, and they're like running for it. The cops pull him over because, oh, that's right. Cena recognizes her. Yeah. On their way to the scene, they, they stop at a stoplight next to the girlfriend. And they, Cena that's makes eye right. contact with her and he recognizes her because her. F- like footage of her had just been sent out to all the cops and everything. So he's like, turn around. We can't go. And then they follow her. I, yeah, I did write that down. I actually have a lot of notes for this part of the movie. Um, so it starts out, they're going to like some sort of deal to get the diamonds from another guy. That guy blows his cover immediately and reveals that he's working with the cops. Yeah. So it's a double, it's a double cross. And before that, He's like just walking down the street and he just gives random chess advice to this guy. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that too. It also made me wonder like I've played chess before. I'm sure you've played chess before. When they say this piece to A6 or A5, I'm assuming that they're just going off of like a grid system, but I've never actually taken the time to learn it. I've never learned it either. Because the same thing happens in uh, the Harry Potter movie. They're like shouting out Rook to A6. And I never understood it until I like actually thought about it. But he gives the dude chess advice, which was a nice little moment. Then they get in the like a van and they're running away. And then a double double cross happens because this guy's expecting his brother to like be at the, the airport waiting for him because he's like he knows that his brother's in FBI custody or something like that. I think that's why he was working with the cops. It was kind of unclear. That's the one thing I have a hard time with with like action movies like this is is tracking what's happening just based off of the dialogue because I don't understand a lot of it. <laughs> right. But he ends up double double crossing him. He like calls his brother's cell phone and Aiden Gillen has it and he does like that whole sorry he can't come to the phone right now and then he stabs him. Classic villain bit. Just classic. As far as villains go, he's certainly not like top tier villain. But he's not, he's not bad. Like if that villain was in any other movie and he was playing it, I think that would be like a pretty good villain, but it just doesn't quite make it there. 
And it's not because the stakes aren't super high, because the stakes are very high for John Cena. I don't know. This movie puzzles me, dude. I know. I it, I had, it. I'm confused in, I think, the same way, where it's like, it isn't terrible. They're clearly going for something that could be really cool, but it just doesn't quite get there. Yeah. It and like, falls they don't, short. They just don't quite set up how evil he is. They don't, like... Right. Yeah. I don't know. They do a good mislead, though, because what ends up happening, Aiden Gillen meets up... His name's Miles in the movie. Miles Jackson. And Miles meets up with his girlfriend, and they drive off, and Cena had seen... And when I saw it, it just looked like he was at a strip club and was dancing with a random stripper. But Cena deduces because he sees her, and that's how he recognizes her, because he saw the, the, the video surveillance that they had on him at, at, at the club dancing with the girl. And he recognizes the girl, and it turns out to be his, his girlfriend, Miles' girlfriend. And they pull her over, and she plays it super cool. She's, like, flirting with the other cop. She's, like, about to get out of the whole situation because they don't, they don't have anything on her for sure. But Cena's suspicious. And Cena's like, tell her to open the trunk. So she opens the trunk, and then he just starts shooting at him. And then a uh, chase ensues over a briefcase of diamonds. That's what he's stolen. Have you noticed it's always diamonds that these people are trying to steal? <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know why. It seems like I guess the the it's a risk versus reward kind of thing. Where like if you can pull it I off, mean, it pays more, yeah, but I I suppose I I think that's got to be it. Like either that or like it's easy because they're so small and worth so much. It's easier to steal a bunch of diamonds than it would be to steal that amount of cash. Right. And it's probably worth, easier to sell a bunch of diamonds than it is to like you know, sell whatever you might heist, uh, like paintings or like gold, you know? Right. And I guess what my question is, is like, how do they sell all these things? Do they just know people that are looking like private buyers? Yeah. Cause like, I just imagine he steals all these diamonds and then he, he, he's, he lays low for a while and then he just like goes to a bunch of pawn shops around and just like pawns them. That's how I not knowing anybody in the uh, thievery business would go about doing that. If I, if I ripped off a bunch of diamonds, but I gotta, I gotta think that if you sell them to anybody, the the cops are gonna be able to to track it, unless whoever you're selling them to is is doing nefarious things as well. I think you have to be selling them on the black market. Yeah, but where do they sell them to? That's what I I'm, wish I knew. That's what Actually, I'm I don't by. know that I do wish I knew. It's just a common thing, and I've always wondered that. But it's always diamonds. I wrote that down. There. It seems it's like a hassle that they're trying to steal. Yeah, and they're like they're so small, and you know when people. You can't buy a sandwich with a with a diamond. No, you can't buy anything as far as I know with a diamond. You can only sell them, I would think. <laughs> but like whenever somebody's stealing diamonds in a movie, it seems like eventually it, they end up dropping them or like I don't know. It just seems stressful to me to try to steal diamonds. <laughs> it does. You're right about that. But I guess I guess it is kind of a stressful job. A line I really liked after Miles starts shooting at him and they, they go to chase him, the the cop that he's with, his partner, Cena, gets shot in the butt and makes a point to say that he was shot in the in, in the butt. He doesn't say the word butt, does he? He no, he doesn't. He's like, I got shot in my ass or something like that. It was like comedic relief for the moment. Probably one of the only moments of comedic relief in the movie that I could tell. 
It's not a comedy, this one. <laughs> yeah, no, the only other times I laughed were stuff that Aiden Gillen said that I only laughed because they were like, that's the grossest or evilest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, but Cena decides to chase on foot, and I can't remember why. I think their car got fucked up when they when he was shooting at him. But he decides to chase him on foot, and his partner says, "You wait for backup. Don't you be, be a, don't you be a cowboy." <laughs> but you can't you can't take the cowboy out of the Cena. No, he's gonna be a cowboy. Didn't seem as robotic in this movie. I'll say that he was like he was he, a little more human. He was trying. He was definitely trying. Like with somebody who's in a situation like that, being forced to play a game with a psychopath who's got your wife, girlfriend. Wasn't clear if they were married or not. The, it was girlfriend because there was that scene where his partner's like, "You're gonna pop, you put a ring on it or whatever. You're gonna pop the question now that you moved in." Oh yeah, that's right. Cena played pool in this movie too. <laughs> Later on, <laughs> I wrote it down. And I was like, "Cena's playing pool again." He didn't get in any bar fights this time though. He did not. Back to the chase scene. He's chasing him on foot, and he ends up cutting through this lady's house, and <laughs> he yells, "Police business." <laughs> Which makes everything okay. You can't do that. You can't do no. that. You can't just run through somebody's house because it's faster than running around the block. No, he does the. There's a couple of those like cop things that he does. Like he he steals the guy's car later on, and I say steal because he did. He stole it and he wrecked it. But he like commandeers a vehicle, which I don't know if the police have the power to do that. You see that in movies all the time. If they do, I don't think they should. I don't think they should, and they certainly shouldn't wreck it. And if they do wreck it, then you should get a nicer car yeah. out of it Yeah, <laughs> for the inconvenience. Yeah, there's a lot of police overreach in this. There's a lot of, like, I want to know the amount in dollars that um, Cena incurred in lawsuits, both against himself and the city. Right. And even, like, jurisdiction encroachment going on, too, because Cena's, like, Cena has to be involved because the the guys playing the game with him but it's like an fbi case at this point later on anyway yeah cena ends up stopping the car by pushing a boat in their way <laughs> <laughs> like it was a boat that was on a trailer but he lifts the boat and it's a big boat he lifts the boat and pushes the boat into the street so they end up crashing into it which eventually leads in a leads to like a standoff and leads to aiden gillen's girlfriend being run over brutally by a car <laughs> Yeah, a car that um, did not slow down at all. Didn't even try. Just barreled into her. Cena apprehends the suspect. And then the, this was probably one of the best, like, I think, best acting moments that Aiden Gillen had in the movie. Was at the very start when he's like, he knows that he's he's done for. He knows that he's caught. He knows there's nothing he can do. And he looks over at his girlfriend and he looks back and he's like, what's your name? And he finally, he's, he's like, I can't remember what he says, but he's like, Reads his, his name tag, and he's like, I'm going to remember you, yeah. Officer Fisher. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Which also sets up for one year later, which we're thrown one year later into Cena's life. He's made detective because he stopped the bad guy. That's when he's playing pool with his buddy. He ends up walking home. He asks for a cup, and then he pours his beer into a cup, and I almost wrote down, Cena prefers his beer out of a cup which I just thought was a weird choice that he made for his character. But then I realized that it was set in New Orleans and he was just going to finish it on the way home because you can, yeah, yeah to go cup, you can do that. Um, so I didn't write it down, but I talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote it down in your mind. 
that's just like the one choice he makes for his character is he he prefers to drink his beer out of a cup even even if he has a bottle i hate the way the glass feels he ends up waking up and there's water on his floor and it's because he he didn't fix something that the plumber told him he should fix months ago because he was trying to save some cash the plumber had one of my favorite lines in the movie surprisingly because he He's not in the movie very long. In fact, he gets blown up like maybe two minutes after this scene. But he's like, sorry to, or he, he was like, sorry, I ratted you out, man. Because he, he ends up telling the girlfriend that Cena knew about the problem and that he was supposed to fix it months ago, setting up the, the whole trust thing between them. Because she's like, I just got to be able to trust you with stuff like this. And he's like, sorry, I had to rat you out, but. Or, no, he's like, sorry I'm making so much racket, but plumbers got a plum. <laughs> I was like, you're right, dude. Plumbers do got a plum. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he lied in his relation, or, um, you know, that he withheld that information from her is not the plumber's problem. You do got a plum, Phil. Phil's got a plum. It's a shame he never got those pork chops that they saved for him. Yeah. Also, nice of them to feed the plumber. That is nice. He seems like more It than seems a plumber, like they have an ongoing like a, relationship a, with, the, with yeah. him. Well, he's fixed a lot of plumbing in their house, it seems. Mm -hmm. That leads us to round one. So the movie's called 12 Rounds because Aiden Gillen puts John Cena through 12, of a, 12 rounds of a game. It's not really a game. They're not really rounds. Like, it's hard to determine what... They bleed into each other a little bit. They do, yeah, because round one is he blows up his house and his car. Also, before I get too far, John Cena, one of the things that he does that annoys his girlfriend is that he feeds his dog human food he's like giving him noodles at one point and he's trying he says i'm trying to i'm trying to make the world's most something dog or most something pug and i didn't catch what he said i rewinded it a couple of times and i still couldn't make out what he said so i should have just turned on the closed captioning but i'm wondering if you caught it i remember the moment and now this the word he used in specific is not coming to mind i don't know you shouldn't feed your dog noodles though probably no right? probably not cute little pug though He's in a bulking phase. <laughs> oh, he's in a bulking phase. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's just trying to build like the world's most muscular dog. Maybe that's what it is. Because he's, you know, seen as muscly and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like that. It was muscular. It was buff. Huh. Vicious. Maybe. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Let's spend a few more minutes on that. I did like that dog. And I do have the dog later on in my notes. It's actually my next note. But first round is he runs out of the house. He's looking for Aiden Gillen because he figures out that he either has or is going to kidnap his girlfriend and make him play this game with him. And round one is that he blows up his house and his car. So Cena runs out of the house. Phil the plumber gets blown up along with the pork chops that he'll never get to eat. His car gets blown up. The dog runs out of the house, and they make a point of showing the dog running out of the house so that you know the dog didn't get blown up. But he realizes he has to, he has to go and try to stop this from happening. And he gives his dog to just random people on the street, neighbors, and says, keep it safe. And I just wrote down, here's my dog, keep it safe. <laughs> because essentially he's just giving his dog to strangers. Maybe he knows his neighbors, I don't know. But I, I don't know, I would feel, if I was in John Cena's shoes and I had a dog that I really cared about, I'd like try to figure out a way or bring it with me. I was really hoping the dog would go on the whole the whole journey with him. Oh man. That's how you add the, the comedic relief when things get a little too stressful. Have Cena talk to the dog. After a stressful moment. Yeah. Make the dog a character. Cena takes off, and I wrote down, I have a feeling Cena's going to do a lot of running in this movie. <laughs> and sure enough, he is 
running an awful lot. He ends up getting in a car to chase down. He commandeers the the car to chase down uh, the bad guy. Noticed right off the bat that uh, there was a bunch of Cena shifting gear shots in this movie as well. Which the movie he did before this was the Marine, and there was a lot of Cena shifting gear shots in the Marine. Really, just like those quick cuts of him hitting the clutch, and like another quick cut to him changing gears on the gear shift, and just a lot of that. Which is a device that they use to like build the tension. I get it, but I think it's overused. And like speed things and I think up. Cena, yeah, and just knowing Cena and knowing like he has like a ridiculous muscle car collection and sports car collection. Cena's one to like that likes to shift gears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he knows exactly where he's shifting to. Yeah, in my mind, he uh, he asked for those shots. Round two is he takes his girlfriend. Round three, he, he calls him, and I can't remember exactly how they got to it, but he, they end up figuring out where something is. Oh, they go back to the place where uh, Aiden Gillen's girlfriend got killed. Right. And that's where round three starts, and he looks, uh, they find coordinates, written like spray painted on a building that scene was not good the dialogue in that scene was not good it was terrible and i wrote down how does a cop not know what longitude and latitude how do you know all this stuff man yeah he's just like longitude latitude how do you know all this stuff man and i was like how do you not know all this stuff man you're a cop how do i know that and you don't know that well they figure out that they have to go to the firehouse and he ends up calling the the firehouse and the firefighter that he's talking to says, hey, man, there's an all-day ping-pong tourney. That's his brother. And Oh, was that his brother? Yeah. That was... Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's Cena's my brother's brother? station. Was that Cena's brother or his partner's That's brother? That's Cena's brother. Oh, okay. Anyway, I wrote down, all-day ping-pong tourney? Don't you have fires to fight? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could actually see that, though. My understanding is that there's a lot of downtime for firefighters. Yeah. Just, is that is uh, Unless they're like a volunteer fire department, I would assume that they only have stuff to do when there are actual fires. I think there's other stuff. Because, I mean, like, if you dial 911, they're sending a fire truck. That's true. All I'm going to say is I see the fire f- the firefighters shopping at Town & Country every single day for, like, whatever meal they're going to make that day. Not just mine store but the other store too so they must have a lot of downtime on yeah their yeah exactly like i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't get to finish the all-day tourney but i would not be surprised if they started an all-day ping pong tourney they show up at the fire station and the firefighters are like what's going on man i think this is the point where the fbi shows up too and the fbi in this movie is a good cop and a bad cop <laughs> <laughs> Because the bad cop is just like, I don't care who you are. This is my guy. And I don't care if he's got your girlfriend. I just want to get my guy. Because we find out that he's escaped from prison. Because he goes to prison. He escapes from prison. And this FBI agent is the one that's like been in charge of this guy. So he wants to get him back. Yeah, he's now cost. lost this guy twice. Yeah. Round four. There's a safe deposit box at a bank that's on fire. We find out later that it wasn't actually on fire. It was just smoke bombs. Um, And Cena has to go get it within like 15 minutes. So he has to race down to the the bank that's on fire. And on the way, the cops fill him in on all the backstory of how he got out of prison and stuff. There was a lot of like exposition as far as like how all of this makes sense going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of exposition about who Aiden Gillen is, his character. There's not a lot of backstory given, like, 
shown to us, but a lot of it is explained through like the downtime they have while they're they're on their way to their next their next point. Right. So a lot of it's kind of hard to follow. But he gives them the lowdown on how he escaped from prison. They show up at the bank. Cena gets into the the safe deposit vault and and finds two boxes and one of them's a bomb we find out and the other one has clues for the next round and so he has to get the bomb to the wharf within like 15 minutes before it goes off he does it by stealing a fire truck (laughs) which was rad (laughs) this is his next six figure damage to the city that he does yeah amazingly he doesn't like as, as far as we know he doesn't kill anybody but he definitely comes very close to killing a bunch of people. Yeah. He plows through cars. He plows through, like, somebody's business at one point. But he does get the fire truck to the wharf. And the, the bombs tick down all the way. But the explosion doesn't happen once the, the clock reaches zero. Which kind of threw me off. Because I was expecting the clock to reach zero and then it was going to explode. But there was some ignition time. Yeah, there was. And, and he, he ends up fishing out which one is, is the actual bomb. And he throws it in the water. And it explodes. That messed with the ecosystem. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I was trying to think if this was before Katrina or after. It was. It was after, after Katrina. I'm pretty sure because the coordinates were in the like um, in oh, the style right. of the safety markings they would put on the houses. That's right. Round five. Oh, Cena at one point. Oh, it's when he was getting the safe deposit box. He's like climbing up, and he has a fire jacket on. And I was like, where did he get that fire jacket? But I think he must have grabbed it when he was... His brother handed truck. it to him when when they got there. Oh, his brother handed Okay. How did I miss that that was his brother? He only said it once. It was like... And it was not a shot that Cena was in. It was like after they had gotten in the car and the car is speeding toward the fire station, he's like... They read the address and he's like, that's my brother's fire station. <laughs> so he's a cop and his brother's a firefighter. Yeah. That's an all-American family, dude. Oh, yeah. Round five is he's got to get rid of the bomb, which he did. Round six was the elevator at the hotel. So they find out that he's at the hotel. So they go to the hotel. And this was a point in the movie that I wasn't particularly fond of because there was some some level of fat shaming going on. (laughs) But Willie, the security guard, he ends up helping Aiden Gillen without realizing it. Cena finds him. They end up going into the oldest elevator in New Orleans. And round six is he has to get out of the elevator. And because Willie is so big, only one of them can get out. Obviously, it's going to be Cena. But Cena does his best to save Willie. Gets him out of the elevator to on top of it. He gets him out of the elevator, just basically lifts him out of it, which was some Cena flexing. He threw he out his back doing that, right? I would think so. He had to have pulled something. You're just No disrespect to Willie. No, no. If you lift anything in the in the way that Cena was trying to lift yeah, him having out to of do there, it like, straight gonna, up like that. You're gonna pull something. Or like rip something, I would think. I don't care how muscly you are. Yeah. <laughs> but he does it. And he climbs up onto the window, but he can't quite save Willie in time. And Willie falls. And we assume that Willie dies. There's no way he could have made it, right? At this point in the movie, I wrote down that I think the cop is in on it, referring to the FBI agent that's, like, a dick. I had the same feeling. I was like, this dude is too fucking angry. Yeah, the good um, cop is, like... Too reckless, you know what I mean? Like, he's doing too much to screw up the pursuit. Yeah, which could be either he's in on the thing with the villain or he's just too personally invested which in the end it turned out he was too personally invested because it was it was his guy and he escaped and he had to bring him back in but they don't do a good job of like showing what got him to this point really other than like verbally explaining the backstory 
But at one point, and the point where I wrote down that I thought he was in on it, the good cop is like, hey, maybe we should just like listen to Cena because it's his girlfriend that's involved and he's our direct point of contact. And it's working so far. And it's so far it's working. So maybe we should just like help him instead of constantly trying to work against him. And (laughs) the bad cop pins him up against the wall, like puts his arm over his throat. And I was like, ooh, he's he's a little villainous. Turns out he was just angry. (laughs) (laughs) Round seven was I wrote down was wife on the bus with a bomb. So they go to the they go to the place where that was in the photo at the hotel because that was the clue for the next round was find the lonely man photo and go to that location. So he goes to the location. He says he you, you've got a fifty fifty chance of of a, a great reunion or something like that or having a great time. And the bus that he had to get on was fifty fifty, which was was like okay, I'm starting to see some of the, like the plot come through because it's like some of the clues are like actually like kind of interesting. Like some certain parts of the movie are like kind of interesting just the way that they do it. I've been watching a lot of amazing race with my mom. Yes. And this satisfied a lot of those same, it gave me a a lot of the same uh, satisfaction. Just like seeing somebody figure something out. Yeah. Figure this out, then go to this place, then look for your next clue, then figure this out. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would be fun. Like doing one of those escape rooms, trying to figure out a puzzle like that. This is like the worst kind of escape room. <laughs> the stakes are too high for this <laughs> escape room. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do an escape room like this. Um, no. So he gets on the on the bus, he finds his wife, find out that she's got a bomb strapped to her. Then we find out that Miles is on the bus too. And this is the point, this is the cop's breaking point, the bad cop. I never got his name. And he's not a cop, he's an FBI agent. Yeah, I forget his name. <laughs> but at this point, they know that he's on the bus. Cena was wearing a wire and... Miles takes it off and crushes it right off the bat because he's he's smart. He knows that he's he's working with the FBI at this point. And so they got snipers looking at this bus trying to get a shot on Miles, even though it's not safe, even though that he's right next to Cena's girlfriend. We know we know that the FBI agent doesn't care about that at this point. They decide to fire on him, even though nobody has a clear shot and there's people on the bus. Because he's got a personal vendetta to, to settle. They end up missing because Cena like blocks it. Cena can see him on the bridge Cena... and, and, and smells what's happening. So he gets everyone to get down. Yeah. And including the villain, um, which is a Cena move. I don't know if it's an Officer Fisher move, though. <laughs> I mean, it might be. The, the way I took it was like, we have a better chance of everyone surviving if I play his game. Right. And if he gets killed, then everyone explodes. And then, so, so yeah, I don't know. So he he must have just done the math, I assume. Yeah, because we did, we did find out that he has to keep his, his thumb on that device in order for the, the bomb to not go off, supposedly. Right. Which comes back into play later on at the very end, but with Cena. Um, we'll get to that, though. He ends up leaving the bus with Cena's wife. He handcuffed Cena to the bus so Cena couldn't escape. Just smart villaining on his part. Oh, dude. Thorough plan. Which leads to the next clue. He's given five phone numbers. And if he dials the... How they figured this one out was kind of funny. Because it was like such a product of its time. But they all have flip phones. Because smartphones weren't a thing when this movie was made. I mean, they probably were. But people didn't have them. A lot of people didn't have them. Right. So they got flip phones. And the way you used to text with a flip phone was... You'd have to press the number the certain amount of times to get to the letter. And they figure it out by typing it into a text 
what these numbers mean. Because City Hall. Each apparent, yeah, he's given five numbers to call, and if he chooses the wrong one, then a device is going to be detonated at a, at a location, and he's going to end up having to stop it in the next round. Um, we find out later that Aiden Gillen was cheating the whole time. Like, he, he had the elevator fall before... Uh, the time was up, so he he knew he was going to save Willie. I don't think Cena was going to save Willie. I don't think but so. That's either. how they explain. Not it. in only five seconds. No, and especially not like hanging from the ledge that he was hanging from. It's just yeah, not like maybe he lifts him think. off the elevator, but eventually he just drops him anyway. Yeah, he would just have to hold him there the whole time. It it didn't matter what number he called in the end, but that was that was the idea was that if he called the wrong number, then he would have to stop it in the next round. Right. They, all the numbers led to the same device right and in this case the one he called made the brakes go out in a streetcar which i didn't know what a streetcar was i guess i did but i never really thought about it i was like what is a streetcar and then i figured it out when they showed what it was i always thought those were called trolleys they are it just depends on it's like a regional term they're synonyms so they end up having to stop a streetcar before it barrels into a carnival that's happening and they end up doing it the the one guy the good cop ends up coming with cena Cena's chasing it down, and he's calling the place, telling him that they need to shut the power off to the streetcar to get it to stop. And he ends up having to, he gets put on hold. They think it's, the city thinks it's a prank call. Yeah, even though he's like giving his credentials and explaining that it was a serious situation. (laughs) Um, They end up driving the car into the, the, the transformer, I think is what they're called. Not a car that turns into a robot, but like (laughs) something that produces electricity. Um, they drive the car into it and explode it and cut the power, but it doesn't quite make them slow down in time. I can't remember how they ended up stopping it. They got everybody to move, I think. Yeah, I don't remember like either. That. This was one of the moments I had my mind had wandered. Yeah, mine did that a lot in this movie. <laughs> Hold on, my kid's calling me. Sorry about that. All good. What happened? That oh, it was the stupidest shit. So I go up there and... She was like, Daddy, Daddy. That's what got me to run up there. I go up there, and she's like, Daddy. I'm like, what, dude? She's like, I need a towel. I was like, what do you need a towel for? You're supposed to be sleeping. And fucking, she was like, my baby, my baby's dirty. And I was like, how is your baby dirty? What do you mean? She's like, I, my baby's dirty. Mama's makeup on my baby. And I was like, uh, what? And I go in there. And there's no baby. There's no, like, I figured her baby doll or whatever. There's no baby. And I'm like, this is dumb. You should go sl- go to sleep. You're supposed to be taking a nap. And she's like, where's my baby go? I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's clear that she's not letting the baby thing go. So I look around her room. I find her baby. It's a baby doll that she had drawn on with permanent marker one day when I wasn't paying attention. She'd gotten a hold of a permanent marker. And she had just like made this baby terrifying looking, like blacked out its eyes. And she's like, I need a towel. I need to wipe off my baby. I was like, dude, that's not coming off. Like you take a nap. When you get up, we'll get some rubbing alcohol. We'll see if we can get it off of there. But you should be sleeping right now. (laughs) So it was stupid. But I think she's going to take a nap now. I Probably not. She's probably going to play. So they take out the power, (laughs) which leads to round 10. Round 10 is another unclear round because it's not really a game that he has to play. It's kind of like round one where he takes his house and blows it up. Round 10 is he blows up Cena's best friend, 
which is his partner. I think that was supposed to be more heartbreaking than it was. I think so, too. There wasn't really much of a relationship established with Cena and the partner, like, to, to show that they were really close, other than a scene where they're playing pool and the scene where his he got shot in the ass. Like, and they're, they're both really quick and don't really build anything. Yeah. And then there was a couple of times before uh, Cena's partner goes to investigate this, this guy that's tied to the villain, um, playing right into the villain's trap because they expected that to happen. Um, and he ends up getting blown up. But right before that, they like pounded fists a couple times. Like, I got your back. Oh, yeah. They're, they they exchanged solemn nods. Cena and head nods, dude. The universal language. So that's round 10. Round 11 is... Uh, no, round 10 is Cena's friend finding the guy, I guess. This is where it gets a little unclear. R- rounds 10 and 11. I guess round 10 was Cena's friend finding the guy. Like getting onto them but they wanted that to happen so that's a round i guess and then round 11 is <laughs> round 11 is cena's friend getting killed which goes into round 12 which is the save your girl before she blows up is what i wrote down we find out that cena's being misled again but he, he he gets wise to it he thinks they're going one place and he's like no they're not going there they're gonna go to this hospital which i might have missed this in dialogue before but was cena's girlfriend a pilot <laughs> No, but she does work at the hospital. She works at the hospital, but do you think she'd be able to fly a helicopter? We don't know exactly what she does, so I don't we, think I guess we're say. to assume that I guess we're to assume that she is the person who flies the helicopter for medical evacuations. Yeah. I guess so. Um, but I don't think they ever say that. I wrote down he ain't playing fair, which is true. We find that's when we find out that uh he was cheating and like all of those numbers if Cena were to call any of them, then the streetcar thing would have happened. And he supposedly dropped the elevator with five seconds left with, yeah, with five seconds left. I still don't think Cena was going to be saving Willie though. Bad cop turns face. Cena's like, do you want to go get him now? And he's like, not while he's got Molly. We're not going to, we're not going to do it while he's got Molly. So shows a little bit of remorse after what happened on the bus. Right. Learned from his mistake a little bit. We find out that the round where Cena had to steal the fire truck truck was part of the plan and they're on he had stolen the fire truck because the way that he gets the money is actually like I thought was pretty smart because he like he goes in there and he ends up like doing I, they didn't explain it totally but he puts it in a bunch of water like in the piping system they they might have explained it I might have just been kind of tuning out I did that a couple times but he ends up getting it I think he sucks it out of like a water reserve with the fire truck and then they end up going into the hospital for some reason I think to get on the helicopter because he, I guess he knew she was a pilot. I'm going to just assume that she was a pilot because she was able to fly the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And she knew the reason that the, that they couldn't keep flying that, like they, they had to land the helicopter. So it all culminates with Miles and Cena's girlfriend escaping on a helicopter with all the money that he stole. As soon as I saw the helicopter leaving the helipad, and I saw Cena come through the door right at that moment. I knew instantly he was going to jump on that helicopter. Mid-air. He had to. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he did. He climbs into the chopper. They have a chopper fight, which was actually like pretty interesting. It's, I guess I, I enjoyed that scene where they were fighting on the helicopter. I mean, I, it, that's, it got my attention back where I was like, Ooh, Ooh, they can't both hang on to this thing. I enjoyed it. I think because at, like there's a certain point where Cena's like being choked, like literally choked by the guy, and his his girlfriend's like complaining, like, "Hey, we don't have time. You need to." Because he ends up 
I think Aiden Gillen ends up shooting something on the helicopter by mistake. The hydraulics. Like forces the hydraulics, that's right. And it's like forcing the helicopter down. But she's just like the entire time he's fighting for his life on this helicopter, just saying, Hey, we need to hurry this up <laughs> essentially <laughs> is what she's saying. Cena ends up getting his moment where he gets to tell the villain that you lose. The way he said it was pretty robotic, though. <laughs> he lives for lines like that. The end of the movie, we know that a bomb's going to go off in the helicopter because he has that device that he has to keep his thumb on and he throws it out the helicopter. So we know that the bomb's going to go off. This is after he's realized that he's lost. And he's just going to take everybody down with him. So whether they can land the chopper or not, it's going to explode. And they have like 10 seconds to get out of it. And the way that they escape the chopper is it's like hovering above a rooftop that has a pool and they jump out of it and they land in the pool. How realistic do you think that is? I just curious. I don't either. I'm not saying like them jumping out and landing in the pool is unrealistic. It is like the, the chances that they're able to like actually land in that pool while this and not on the concrete directly next to that pool. Yeah. It's pretty small window, but what's more, I think falling from that height into water, whether the pool is deep or not, Like, it could be a deep pool. I think if you're falling from that height, you're going to go down far enough to where you're going to hit the bottom of the pool with, like, significant force, I would think. You're breaking your femur. Yeah, even just the water. I don't think you're walking away from it. I'm not going to say it's going to kill you, but I don't think you're walking away from it. You're stuck in that pool for a while. Yeah. They end up having their moment in the pool after they realize that they're alive and Cena won the game, and they, they have their romantic kiss at the end. Um, I wrote down, Cena really went for it on that makeout. Oh, he did. He opened his mouth all the way up. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it kind of took me off guard. I did not like it. Because Cena's usually, Cena's a usually a little bit more reserved. Like, I've seen him have his, his, in playing with fire, we saw it. And having that heroic last moment where the guy kisses the girl. But on this one, he, like, really fucking went for it. And it kind of took me off guard. <laughs> Just like the ending of this movie took me off guard. Because we see them walk away, and usually in with in movies like this, you have the climax, and at the at the very end, like either they won or they lost, and if they won, then they they walk off, it fades off, and then we we cut to like two months later or a week later or whatever, and then you figure out that it's a happy ending. This movie didn't have that. They started it, but they didn't finish it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Because Cena, Cena and his girl walk off. They see like the, the couple at the pool that are like looking incredibly shocked and dumbfounded, rightfully so, because he, they just saw a helicopter explode and two people jump out of it into the pool. With money right falling down around it. Yeah, and then money rains down. And Cena's just like, what, you never seen a helicopter explode before? And walks off. And then they do a zoom out of the rooftop and I'm like, okay, this is where it's going to fade out. And they're going to cut to like two months later. We find out that Cena popped the question to her and they're going to live happily ever after with their dog that didn't get stolen or killed when Cena had to take off. They have a new house to replace the one that got completely blown up. They're like just getting back from Willie the plumber's funeral. But none of that happened. Just credit started rolling right then and there. Phil the plumber. So I just wrote down sudden ending because it was a very sudden ending. It was. It was It was so jarring because like the whole thing is so drawn out. It's like, I'm going to just fuck with your day in this insane <laughs> way. And it's an yep. hour and 40 minutes of it. And then I'm going to die and the movie will end. So what would you think overall? 
I didn't like it. I, it's, you know, like, after it's fucking cop porn. It totally was. Definitely. It's just a certain type of movie. Like, I, I've seen this movie a ton, even though this is the first time I've watched this movie. I've seen this movie a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting to see how Skyscraper stacks up next to this one. I got to tell you, I sure hope Skyscraper's nothing like this movie. <laughs> oh, man, me too. I doubt it will be. It seems like a bigger budget movie. It's not a WWE Studios joint. But yeah, I think th- I, there's, there's opportunity for me to actually like this movie if maybe it was rewritten. Keep the, the basic idea for the storyline, but like rewrite it. They did some stuff really well, but a lot of it was... The, the main beef I have with it was like the idea of this, this guy having to go through 12 rounds of obstacles to get to his wife who's been kidnapped before she dies. I like that idea. I like that idea too. I like little things that they do with it. Like at the beginning of the movie, we think that Aiden Gillen is motivated by revenge because Cena killed his girlfriend. The more you get to know his character, the more you realize that that's not, that doesn't really fit in line with his character and it's actually just a misdirect because he's actually motivated by the money that he lost when he when he wasn't able to steal those diamonds and he comes up with another heist. So this is essentially a giant like putting John Cena through all of this seems like a giant misdirect in order to get him what he actually wants, which is the heist that he originally planned to to pull off. I like little stuff like that that they do with it. Yeah, totally. The way that they kind of interwove the rounds, like round four is a way for you to get a clue for round five. Stuff like that is cool. But then making the rounds unclear, like round one, I took your house. Round 12, I'm going to kill your girl. Like they just made, or I'm going to, or round 10, I'm going to kill your best friend. It it wasn't consistent. It wasn't consistent enough. I think if they're going to do it, they need to make each round a clear obstacle that the character has to overcome rather than round 10. I'm just going to kill this random person because the only other thing that's motivating him to do this to Cena directly is the fact that Cena is the one that basically took him down. Otherwise, if the FBI agent had, had finally gotten him and he knew that he could play off of the, you, you got my girlfriend killed thing. I don't know. The motivation was sort of unclear for me. Just as yes. as to like why Cena, why in this way? Why in this way? I think is the even bigger one. Yeah, because it seems because like, like the, it's it's so extreme and so elaborate. Right, and I think they're trying to do like the smart villain thing, which they 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 do it to a point, but it just they don't quite get there. I don't think not for lack yeah. of trying on Aiden. And Gillen's it's not part. Aiden Gillen's fault. It's just the writing. That's why I think if like they had taken this idea. And brought it to not WWE Studios <laughs> and maybe <laughs> reworked the script. It could have been like a decent action movie. I don't know. It's not made for me, though. <laughs> Who would you rather see in Cena's role? Denzel? Yeah, Denzel would be good in anything, really. <laughs> but yeah, um, I would say as far as like similar type of actor, I think this would be a good Mark Wahlberg joint. I think I could see Mark Wahlberg. It, this does. I bet Mark Wahlberg passed on this. I yeah, I believe it. Um, yeah, I don't know, but there's plenty. There's plenty of like, you know, who'd be a uh, a decent choice? I think Benjamin McKenzie. 
I would like to see Benjamin Ooh. McKenzie. In that role. Yeah, interesting one. Not as muscly, but pretty muscly still. And has the same kind of like robot robotic. It. I was gonna say charm, but charm isn't the word. Yeah, I don't know. Could you're just really looking for somebody you'd believe would be a an everyday cop? Yeah, honestly, is all you're looking yeah, just for. Like role. really regular, but is also like looks like a movie star. So yeah. I, don't know, I could see Channing Channing Tatum doing it, doing that doing that role. Oh yeah, um, I bet Channing Tatum and John Cena go out for a lot of similar auditions. Yeah, I I would I would buy it. They kind of look alike. They look quite a bit alike to me. Oh my gosh! I think Athena found another baby doll that she needs to clean off. <laughs> um, cool. So I guess we'll see what happens with Skyscraper, and then a winner will be determined on the next episode. I look forward to it all right there it is 12 rounds man what a one ending i would have been okay with just three rounds probably if i'm being honest i think it should have gone down in three rounds i don't know all right we're gonna find out what happens two weeks from today it's the the main event skyscraper versus this movie 12 rounds um, it's anybody's game at this point. Not like the best showing from Cena, but we'll see if uh, The Rock can pick it up in the next movie. Maybe uh, his character has some sort of handicap that he has to overcome impossible odds while enduring. Um, <laughs> who knows? I haven't seen it. I want to thank all of you for listening. It means a lot to me. You know what else would mean a lot to me? If you went and did all the other stuff that the podcast hosts ask you to do, go rate and review and subscribe and all of that, apparently it makes a difference. I don't know. I don't know. Never looked into it. I want to thank the Not Safe for Network for giving me an outlet to get these thoughts out of my mind every time I watch one of these movies. They're just little little criticisms everywhere. So I need to air them out. Uh, go and listen to the other shows that are on the Not Safe for Network. Um, they're all really good. Cosmic Void. Biggs did an episode on Seven this this last week. It was it was really good. You should go listen to it. And you know what? A new episode dropped the same day as this one. So go listen to that one too. Go check it out. I'm assuming a new episode dropped. Biggs, if I'm speaking out of turn, I'm sorry. Go check out. The titular show, Not Safe for Network. It's like all kinds of great shows on the network. And more to come, probably. You didn't hear that from me, but I've I've got an inside scoop, and I think there's a lot of cool things that are in the works. Stay tuned for that. I want to thank Panther Car for doing the intro-outro music. It's called Non-Peril. It's on their album Pomegranate. You should go to Bandcamp. You should search for Panther Car. It's like the big cat and the automobile. Um, find Pomegranate. Find all of their stuff that they got on there and just download it and give them, give them money. Give them some money. Uh, tr- trust me, it's worth it. I've bought that record twice now in digital form and on physical form. And, you know, it's great. They're great. Love those guys. Thank you, Panther Car. All right. I think that's a wait. Gotta get my shit in, brother. I'm in a couple bands. Uh, One of them's called Cheria. It's spelled like chair and area. You squish them together until some letters disappear. Got yourself a portmanteau. 
C-H-A-I-R-E-A. Bandcamp. We're on Bandcamp. Go check it out. Anaconda Vice is my wrestling band. You can check us out on Bandcamp, too. Also, some fun, exciting things in the works for that. All right, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to wait in anticipation for Skyscraper. All right, that's it. I'm done. Come back in two weeks for Skyscraper. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have a special guest. Okay, bye. Oh, wait a minute. Y'all ever seen The Jinx? It's a great documentary series. Anywho, about that Robert Durst guy who's been in the news lately. The way he says, bye-bye, intrigues me. And I can't stop thinking about it. Every time I say goodbye to somebody, I want to say bye-bye. So, that's how I'm going to end the podcast this week. Okay. Bye-bye. Subscribe to all the podcasts on our network. Season 3 of Movies with Wrestlers has Eric and Connor answering the question on everyone's mind. Who's better, The Rock or John Cena? Every week, a cosmic void as Jeremiah and Biggs deconstructing influential movies. Not Safe for Network examines the zeitgeist through rabbit holes, deep dives, interviews, and pop culture battles weekly. And if you need some classic TV talk, catch up on the previous three seasons of In Syndication.